Hey, how you doing? This is Wade with Wade for Wireless. And welcome back for another episode of Wade for Wireless with all your wireless updates, news, and information. Just sit back and relax. Hey, let's talk about mounting small cells in the city, specifically densification of the city with this great wireless spectrum that we have. That's right, wireless. How exciting is that? I'm always excited to talk about wireless because today we're going to talk about how to get it to the city, in the city, to the people that need it in urban areas. Cities, townships, municipalities, they all want good coverage. They all want their smartphones to work. They all want good laptop coverage. Not only do they want it, they feel they need it. It's becoming more of a right at least people here in the U.S. feel that's the right to have broadband everywhere. And I would say the government mostly agrees with them. It sure seems that way, right? Because that is the big push. Because the more broadband we have, the more we can do business. The more we can do business, the more businesses can grow. And in all parts of the city, it really gives the cities a chance to take the underprivileged areas and give them a chance to open up an internet business with nothing more than a laptop or a tablet or maybe even a smartphone. How cool is that? I mean, it's really going to make the city, let's say, a place for entrepreneurs to really grow a brand new business. You hear about it every day. There's a ton of businesses on the internet. Why not have you be the start of a new business for your area in your city, in your township, in your municipality? And how are you going to do that? Because we're going to densify. You're going to do it with the signal you get from the dense networks built in the city. That's right. Dense networks in the city. That's a goal. Mounting small cells in the city so we can get coverage. But first, I want to thank Tower Tracker Pro. That's right. TowerTrackerPro.com because they have a software as a service that for tower crews, they can go out and do a tower inspection, a tower closeout package in one visit, one quick visit. It will walk the climbers through step by step everything they need to do, each picture they need to take, it will fill the form automatically. And I would say before the climber even gets off the tower, he can send it right back to the back office to make sure he has the pictures, the information, and everything he needs before he leaves the site, much less off the tower. He can do it all right there. How cool is that? Someone back at the office can say, hey, you missed the alpha sector. He can go over, get the alpha sector. Doesn't have to climb down, go back to the office, come back. One visit, one trip, preferably while he's still up in the tower. It's pretty awesome. I also would like to thank my other sponsor, Tower Safety and Instruction, an accredited school out in the state of Arizona for tower safety, tower training, tower climbing, and drone training. They actually have drone training around the tower industry. Towersafety.com. Again, towersafety.com. They are there to help you get the best training you can get for the tower industry. How, how great is that? I got two great sponsors, towertrackerpro.com and towersafety.com. But now... Let's get back to putting a dense network in the city. First off, we got to get the small cells out there and we got to figure out how to mount them. You know what? Regardless of what you have, and there's going to be a lot of systems coming out, okay? I know everyone thinks the carriers and the cable companies have the corner on everything. When you think of cable companies, you think of Wi-Fi. They have Wi-Fi everywhere. They can mount it anywhere, everywhere, and they just seem to have it all over an urban area. You also think of 
the carriers have LTE, mostly LTE. They could have 3G, 4G, and now 5G out there. They want to bring the data to the customers. The customers are in the city. Let's face it. When you walk around any city, how many people do not have a smartphone? Oh, let me rephrase that. How many people under 50 and over 12 do not have a smartphone in the city? I not only think the percentage I could count on one hand, probably less than 5%. And again, estimate, just guessing here. But I would say in most cases, when you look around, if you're in a Starbucks, I could count the people in one hand <laughs> that don't have a smartphone, especially in that age range. I, rage, age range. Sorry, folks, a little tired, a little groggy here. It just seems like it's everywhere. People need it. People want it. So what are you going to have in the city? Well, currently we have a lot of Wi-Fi, right? You have Wi-Fi almost everywhere. It's not necessarily free, although most people associate Wi-Fi Wi-Fi as a free service. You have the carrier networks, you know, whatever they have. That's in there and you expect each carrier to have good coverage in the city. Here in the States, it would be Verizon, Sprint, uh, T-Mobile. T-Mobile has outstanding coverage in cities. I'm really impressed with, with what they have accomplished in the past year. And you have Sprint, right? And you also have the local carriers like you have, uh, what is it, Cricket? You have U.S. Cellular. And you have some of the smaller regional carriers, which, you know, they usually cover their areas really, really well. So to move on, the new spectrum coming out, you're going to have more Wi-Fi. You're going to have LTEU, which is LTE in the unlicensed band, which carriers are actually actively getting ready to deploy. That's a big deal. You have CBRS, which is a 3.5 gigahertz spectrum, which will be lightly licensed. At least part of it will be. You're going to have that rolling out. How exciting is that? So you're also going to have millimeter wave. That's right, millimeter wave. Millimeter wave is really high spectrum. You have, it's just something that uh, I think is going to come out. And I think it's very exciting because millimeter wave is one of those things that you can do fixed wireless broadband. You have other spectrum too, right? The carriers are going to try it with their LTE systems. With Try it. They're, they're going to do it because they have a lot of spectrum too. And if only Sprint had the money, if only Sprint had the money, then they too could roll out 2.5 everywhere and just put everyone else's network to shame. But they got no money. They're on that lockdown <laughs> of spending money. You know what I'm saying? It's sort of sad. Well, anyway, so they're going to try to do their version of fixed wireless. And what we're going to do is try to roll out our system, CBRS, millimeter wave, things like that. Things where we have a real shot at doing millimeter wave, I think will be like a lightly licensed uh, spectrum that we can put out there. The FCC is still working on it. But how are we physically going to mount it? You still got to mount the stuff. You still have to deploy, deploy, deploy. You know, without services, without deployment, you have nothing. No matter what technology you have, no matter what spectrum you have, if you can't get it to the people, it isn't worth squat. Even satellite phone, you thought that would take over. Doesn't work in buildings. Doesn't work that well around buildings and cities. You need to get the signal to the people. That's just how it is. I don't make the rules of physics. I just live by them. So strand mount. Strands are going to be huge. Cable companies use strand mounts all the time for Wi-Fi boxes that they hang. It's easy. It's cheap. They have DOCSIS interfaces, which means they can take their cable plug, plug it right in. You got data, power, and everything right there. Powers a backhaul. They let it hang on the strand. Hanging on the strand, they don't have to deal with permitting or zoning. They just pop it up. Boom, bam, bang, done. They're moving on. 
That's why we like it so much. So why don't get, why, let me start over here. Why don't cable companies roll out small cells? I don't have an answer. I'm just saying they should. I mean, can you imagine if Comcast got some spectrum and started rolling it out in urban areas on licensed spectrum, that what, what they could do? It would be a game changer. But they don't. They could have bought Spectrum. Instead, they bought NBC. How's that working out for them? All right, let's talk about other mounting assets, poles and lampposts. Key assets that the cities have. So when the Smart City Initiative comes around, the, the cities have to know how valuable their poles and lampposts are, and they have to know how valuable the rent is going to be on each one of those, especially if a carrier wants exclusivity. However, they also know that they have to have power there, and they have to have backhaul of some type, whether it's wireless or fiber or whatever. Three, they got to worry about the residents. So that means it has to look nice and it has to be quiet. That's a big deal. I actually talked to guys at Crown Castle a while back and they told me a lot about how hard it is to make sure everything fits in the parameters of what the city sets, especially a big city that I, I think they have their act together. It's New York City. They pretty much have everything together up there. And it's really impressive what they have because they, they've been through it. They've been through the complaints. They've been through the kickback and everything. I think San Diego is someone who thought about it up front. They said, we want it to look nice and be quiet. And what the residents think is very important to us. The other thing you have to realize is that these small cells are very safe. The RF is limited by how close it can be to people. So RF is not a danger issue. However, you have a lot of people in California that thinks, thinks, <laughs> They think that their brains are going to fry. And I think mine already has fried by the way this uh, podcast is going. However, out there, they're convinced it's going to fry their brains. So even if you get rights to the polls, the locals may complain and you still may not be able to deploy. I'm just saying. I know it's not a safety issue. Look, back when power was three watts out of the phone, people still stuck it up next to their heads. Public safety guys, same thing, three watts, right? In fact, they used to do it when it was like eight or 10 watts, right next to their face when they would talk. And how they doing? I mean, other than they have an extremely dangerous job, which I'm very happy that firefighters, police, and any first responder, including medics, including paramedics, do their job that way. Thank you. Big thank you from here, including military. Thank you, military. All right, poles and lampposts. It's another way to get it out to the people. Uh, you got to remember the traffic lights. That's another thing that they have. because, And the reason I say the traffic lights is because you generally have the poles across the street and a strand. You got a lot of things to mount to there. It's really another asset that we don't want to forget about. So how about underground and manholes? Now, the reason I brought them both up, Obviously, underground for wireless won't do you a lot of good, but that's a place where you can mount your equipment, your router, your radio, and you can run the cables up through the lamp post or the pole or the kiosk, whatever is there, and bam, you got a place to mount the equipment where it's out of sight, out of mind, and nice and hidden from the general public. Now, people do make boxes for underground. That's very important to remember. They have dry boxes that do allow for some airflow. I don't know how they do it, but I know it works and it looks nice. And the cities are going to want that. Now, I brought up manholes because I don't know if you've seen it, but Katrine antennas had the antennas where they actually put it on the manhole and it would radiate up. They, the, well, the ones I saw, I think, were specifically for Wi-Fi, but you could do it for Wi-Fi, LTE, or anything. So imagine you just have a manhole and you got instant coverage. The RF's going to be safe. It's a very low level and you can walk right over it. It's not a big deal, but it's a great way to get the signal to the people when you have no other options. All the poles are leased. There are no poles. Manholes are everywhere. I know because I hit them all the time when I'm trying to drive around any city. 
You know what I'm saying, right? You hit that, clunk, clunk, clunk. It's crazy. But it's better than a big old ugly box hanging off a pole. So next you have buildings. One thing I've seen with cities, they often reserve their buildings for public safety only. Now, I get that because public safety is very important and they should have first dibs to the building. But why not make money off the rent from the carriers, from the ISPs, for Wi-Fi, whatever? Just do it, you know? You get money off permitting, you get money off the building. However, let's not limit ourselves to the roof. You got walls. You can hang on the walls outside to get the signal to the people. I've seen people put radios in the stairwells because they have windows at the stairwells for lights. Why not just hang radios right at those stairwells? You're in the building. You can do it. You might have to core drill to get your cable wherever you have to go, but why not? And now you can do three, four, five, six floors up. You can do it in the first or second floor just to get the signal out to the people. Plus, even in parking garages, that space could be valuable. You're out of the weather. You're inside. Put the antenna near the window. You're set. What about if you put it on, say, um, a storefront in a window at a business. Now, there's a way a small business could generate some extra income by getting a couple hundred bucks a month off somebody putting a small cell right in their window. Plus, maybe the store owner could get a little coverage out of it or broadband or tap on the backhaul or something. I'm just throwing this out there, people. So it's another way that we could really utilize what's in the city to get signaled out there. Small cells can go everywhere. Why not put them in businesses? Put them in those front windows. You know, they have the beautiful display windows. Why not take advantage of that? Okay, the next thing I have in here is public transportation. Hey, you have train stations, you have bus stops. Bus stops are all over the city. You have buses, you have trains. The buses could even have Wi-Fi on them that they could, you know, they could radiate outside if you wanted to. That would be sort of cool. It'd be a pain in the butt as a bus passes by. But it's still pretty cool. But bus stops, I've seen a lot of cities where at bus stops, they put Wi-Fi in. Depends on the bus stop, obviously. But in the bigger cities, like Vegas, Kansas City, I know has really nice bus stops. Uh, New York City, obviously. Well, New York City has stops. And then I don't really see a lot of the covered bus stops you can sit in New York City. Ocean City, Maryland, Ocean City, New Jersey has them. Different places like that. A lot of places on the East Coast. On the West Coast, I see a lot of bus stops out there and train stops that, that have covered areas. My point is, you could use these areas. They already have electric to them, most of them, because they light them. You could just put Wi-Fi in them. How great would that be? You just put Wi-Fi in. You have a hotspot there for the people, whether you have fiber there. And some of them, I'm trying to think where it might have been Kansas City, Kansas. Maybe it's not there. But some of them, they have emergency call buttons, which is, is a blessing and a curse because, you know, at a bus stop, someone could hit the button and get on the bus. <laughs> so I, I don't know if that's a good, I have to think that one through. But why not put Wi-Fi there? For the people riding the bus, give them a chance to check their email and get on the network and whatever there. So take advantage of it. Enjoy it. For crying out loud, it's, it's one more thing you could add in the city. So public transportation, don't forget about it. Now, the other thing I have is kiosks, billboards, and signs. I bring those up because in the city, now when I say signs, street signs would be great, but there's, you know, no electric, no cables. They're on the street. They just put a hole in the ground. I really don't see street signs. When I say signs, more like a billboard or the bigger signs. And when I say kiosks, in New York City, they put a bunch of kiosks up when they replaced a lot of the public pay phones they put these kiosks in with signage, with hotspots, and they're also trying to put uh, small cells in there. That 
is really cool. Now, billboards are obvious. Anyone that's in the business knows that they use billboards all the time. I mean, it's a great place to mount stuff. It's a great place to put things in. It, it they're, Usually, they're nice and big. They A lot of them have electric to them because of the lights. Uh, you can run backhaul to them easily. They're generally outside and easily accessible. They could be on a rooftop. They could be on a street. They could be anywhere. But I'm telling you, don't rule out your options. So you have to physically mount it to one of these places. All right, we can get more creative as we roll out new wireless formats, whether it's Wi-Fi, 5G, or any other format. And remember, with IoT, you have to get close to the buildings too. IoT is another key thing that we really want to roll out here. All right, everyone, don't forget, I have the 5G deployment plan handbook. You can get that at my website, wadeforwireless.com or on Amazon. I also have the LTE deployment handbook, again, wadeforwireless.com or on Amazon. And I have the tower climbing book and a couple other books, but those are my two biggies. So be smart, be safe, and pay attention. That's the key, because when you pay attention, you not only learn things, but you also are safe because you're paying attention. All right, see ya. Mm -hmm.